that at home, I'm sorry. Those of you in the house, we're so happy uh, that you're in the house. It's good to see you today. We love you. We bless you. There are many, it's still summertime, people traveling all over the world and uh, all over the country, and we got people vacationing and mission trips and all the stuff that, that goes on during the summer, and we just praying for faithfulness. And listen, I have so enjoyed having all of our college kids home, and uh, I know they'll be leaving soon, and so uh, we just bless you. We want to hopefully get to pray over you. Um, when, when, do, when, do, when do kids start leaving again? School start, starts, what, middle of August? Something like that? So, yeah. Okay, so maybe we have another week or so. to. Uh, we want to be able to pray over all of our students and teachers, and um, so we'll be doing that soon. But it's just, it's still July. It'll be August tomorrow, but it's still, it's still July today. Let's don't rush summer any faster than we have to. Amen? Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but did anybody get rain last night? Man, we were just sitting there. I mean, just I, I'd already went out and turned my water on a little bit and tried to water some dead spots and uh, just went and sat down. And all of a sudden, just, I mean, there was no warning. It wasn't a sprinkle. Just all of a sudden, boom. And uh, we're, we're, we're babysitting uh, the two grand dogs. And, uh, <laughs> and so they were outside. And I jumped up out of my chair because there's nothing worse than a wet, smelly dog. And uh, most dogs would, would, you know, have sense to come in out of the rain, but not my two grand dogs. They love the rain. They want to be out in the water. They love it. So, so I, I jumped up and ran out there, and, of course, they're out in, and I have to call them in, and, of course, they run straight in and jump up on the chairs and the couch, and just, uh, that's just what they do. And uh, so, but just, I mean, just without warning. Oh, I pray today, even maybe you feel dry, maybe you're a little dusty. But all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, heaven opens and the glory of God just pours down upon you and saturates you and just soaks you down. Hallelujah. And amen, there's nothing. Listen, there's a big difference in a, a dog that's been out in the water uh, than, than somebody that's been under the glory spout of heaven. Amen. Amen. It'll make you smell better than you are. Huh? Amen. It'll make, you, make your attitude smell better. Make your life look better. And uh, just, Lord, drench us today in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We had an amazing, wonderful um, retreat. We have our convocation. We're part of World Ministry Fellowship. We had our missions director uh, spoke for us last week. And uh, so we were, we were in Dallas all week. I'm on the Minister Credential Board, so we were uh, interviewing and uh, meeting with a lot of other people coming into the fellowship, wanting to get license and ordination and uh, doing all that, but uh, that was just a little part. But the, we had wonderful services. And so we, we just had morning services and afternoon sessions and night services. And so we've been to church all week long. So I've got plenty of church in me. <laughs> And I thought for sure, after all that, I would hear, I would get a good sermon. Then I was sitting at McDonald's eating oatmeal and the Lord spoke to me. So see, you don't have to go to a conference for the Lord to speak to you. He'll speak to you at McDonald's. Amen? He speaks more often at Whataburger, though. So, um... <laughs> Wherever you go, 
the Lord is able to speak to you. And he spoke to me a word. And I began to think about that word and meditate on that word for the next few days. And uh, as I begin to, to, to read and look up different scriptures and th- th- this word, because my, my whole purpose, I heard the word pursue, and I begin to think about us pursuing God and how that we've got to have a hunger. And David said, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs after you, O Lord. And yes, we need that, that tenacity to be able to pursue God and to pursue a relationship with God, to pursue God's presence. But I want to, it, it, it begin to shift as I begin to study, as I begin to read, as I begin to read the Psalms of David, as I begin to look through the scriptures and as the Lord begin to speak to me. He began to shift my focus, amen, to this this morning, amen, that God is pursuing you. Before you had the opportunity, before you had the ability, before you had the knowledge, before you even wanted to pursue God, God was already pursuing you. You think you're running from God? You're not running from God. You're about to run headlong into God. You can't get away from what God has called your life. Amen. And your purpose and His plan for you. And you can do a lot of things. And He may have to send a whale or a big fish to swallow you up like Jonah. But sooner or later, amen, you're going to humble yourself and say, Yes, Lord, I'll do what you've called me to do. God's hot in hot pursuit. Like Roscoe Pico train in hot pursuit of the Duke boys. He would say, Whoo, flash, we in hot pursuit. Hallelujah. I know about half y'all have no idea what that is. No idea who Roscoe Pico train is. <laughs> but I'm telling you today, we need to get in hot pursuit of the things of God because God is in hot pursuit of you. Oh, can I tell you today, God loves you more than you love Him. He wants you more than you want Him. He wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. He wants to heal you more than you want to be healed. He wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost more than you want to be filled. Amen. You don't even know how much you need Him. You don't even know how much you want Him. But He knows how much He needs and wants you. And He is in pursuit of you. Turning your Bibles this morning to the book of Psalms. We'll get, let's, let's go to Psalm 139. I want to start out, I'm going to read verse number 16. Uh, but I think today uh, that we're just going to read the whole chapter. Can we just preach a whole book, chapter of the Bible? Would that be okay? Normally we have three or four points. Let's see how many points we have today. How many we have? 24. Hallelujah. <laughs> don't, 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 don't lose. Come on, don't, don't run away yet. Come on. God is pursuing you. So Psalm 139 and verse number 16. Let's start here, and then I'm going to jump back, and we're just going to talk about some things, just some things that's been stirring in my spirit as God's been just encouraging me that He is pursuing me. 
God hadn't forgot about me. He hasn't left me. I mean, there's times that maybe I don't feel him and, and, and I don't, I'm not having the, the, the revelation and him speaking to me like I want to. Maybe we go through dry seasons. And, but you know what? That doesn't mean that God has left us. He's still right there. He's still actively pursuing you. So if you're there, Psalm 139, verse number 16, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Did you get that? Did you understand that you are so important to God that before you were even born, God said, I know you. I know everything about you. I know you from beginning to end. I know your birth date. And I know the day you're coming back to be with me in heaven. And I know everything in between. Every single moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How in the world? Can God know that? I can't know that. You don't even know that. The Bible says we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what's going to happen one moment from now. But God knows everything. He's the beginning, the end, and everything in the middle. And God, amen, looks from above and He sees it. It's not, have, you ever, have you ever been standing watching an ant? Have you ever been standing looking at an ant and you see, okay, there's the ant pile. There's the mound. Here's the little ant. He's got a piece of food in his mouth, about half as big as him. And here he is. He's struggling. He's going around stuff. He's going over stuff. He's trying to get back to the mound. He's trying to get home. And you're standing there and you're looking at this little space. You're looking at, it could be a foot or two foot or three foot or six foot. We can see the whole thing from beginning to end. And that's how God sees your life. God is so big. God is so vast. He is so amazing. Amen. And our lives are so small. God was from the beginning, and He had no beginning. He just was. And He knows all throughout eternity. And He sees, and He sees everyone's life, and our life is but a vapor. We're here, and then we're gone. I mean, even if you live a hundred years, that's still just about that far. We're all trying to get back to the mound. We're trying to get back home. We're got, trying to reach our full potential. And man, sometimes we're carrying a heavy load. And we go over a lot of things. And uh, to the little ant, I mean, a stick is a mountain, isn't it? When you look at things from above, it looks small. When you, you, you go up in an airplane and you look down on a city, or you look down, everything just blends. It looks so small. But when you're in it, it looks so big. 
I'm telling you, when we're in our life and we're, we're, we're living our life, things look so big and looks, things look so insurmountable and, and trouble seems like it's never going to end. But I'm telling you this morning, a God who loves you is watching over you and He sees your life from beginning to end and not a single moment has passed that He doesn't know about that He knew about it before it even began. David started out this chapter saying, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. I don't know about you, but when I read that, I go, Uh oh. <laughs> Had a friend one time, he, he liked to tell me, Oh, the Lord knows my heart. But the truth of the matter is, The Lord knows your heart. He knows the very intent, the desires. He knows everything, good and bad. He knows all the deception, all the deceit. He knows all the ugliness. Amen. He knows me. He has examined my heart and knew everything about me. You know when I sit down or when I stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. See, I don't know what you did last night. But he does. I don't know what you, where you went Friday night. But God does. I don't know what you're sitting there thinking at this moment. Besides, I hope he hurries because I'm hungry. That's a pretty common thought when you're sitting in church. But, I, but he knows. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're thinking before you think it. He knew you were hungry before you knew we're hungry. And he knows where you're going to eat. And you don't even know that yet. And you won't know it until you get in your car and you get halfway across town still going where we're going to eat. And your wife says, anywhere. And then you name the place. And she says, no. So apparently, anywhere is not true. But I'm telling you this morning, even though you don't know where you're going, he knows where you're going, and he knows what you're going to order, and he knows if it's going to give you heartburn or not. Oh, I'm preaching good today. You know, oh Lord, some of you, some, some, this, this is for somebody, this is for somebody right here. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. Lord. See, I just waited to put that last part in there. Because some of you just need to say, oh Lord, Lord, oh Lord. He knows what you're going to say before you even say it. And you know what? Some of us need to think about what we're going to say before we say it. And I promise you, if we did, we wouldn't say it. Huh? What if we just prayed before we spoke? What if before every Facebook post, you wrote it and then you prayed and said, Lord, is this really what I should post? Oh, probably more than half the time, 
you would hit delete. Huh? But Lord knows that he says, I know what you're going to say before you even say it. You go before me and follow me. Let me say that again. David said, Lord, you go before me and you follow me. Lord, where, where is he? Where is the Lord? You're saying, where, God, where are you? I'll tell you where he is. He's before you and he's behind you. He is going before you to make the crooked places straight. And he is following behind you to protect you and keep you from trucks falling on you. There was a truck there that fell. Listen, God is following after you. He said, David said, Lord, you, you, you protect my hinder parts. <laughs> Woo, Lord, protect my hinder parts. Because the devil is out to get them. The devil is out to sneak up on you. The devil is trying to go into your future and mess up the plans that God has for you. But can I tell you today, God already went before you to protect his plan and his purpose. And God is behind you to keep the enemy from sneaking up on you. You place your hand of blessing upon my head. Oh, God's blessing is on you. God's favor is on you. God's grace is on you. God's love is on you. Amen. God wants to set up on you the favor and the blessings. He wants to place his hand of protection over you. He said, you place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I'm telling you today, we cannot even understand, comprehend how much God loves us us and he is pursuing us he is going before us he is coming behind us he is placing his hand upon us he said he wraps his arms around us amen we can't go anywhere amen and get away from the presence of God we just cannot even comprehend it I can never escape from your spirit I can never get away from your presence Oh, come on. Don't, you, don't, don't worry about that one that's running from God. You know what you got to do? You, you, you keep pursuing God and then you just turn them over and say, Lord, I give them to you because I know you're before them and you're behind them. I know that you're pursuing after them. I can't, I may not be able to catch them. I may not can follow them around all the time. I can't go where they're going. I'm not going to go do what they're doing, but I can send you and I know that you're going and they can never get away from your presence and they'll never get away from your spirit. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. I'm telling you, the devil sometimes comes, amen, and he makes us feel like that we're alone. We're in darkness, amen, we're in desperate times, amen, we've been covered by the shadow, amen, of life in this world and what's going on in the government and politics and fear is everywhere and they're trying to divide us, but I'm telling you, we don't look at that, we don't listen to that because even when the darkness tries to cover us and even when the light is going away, amen, he said to you, the night shines as bright as day and darkness and light are the same 
to you. Oh, listen. What you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're saying, where you're going, where you're running. You may think you're hiding, but the night and the day is as the same with the Lord. Amen. He's got night vision. He's got day vision. Amen. The sun can't blind him and the darkness can't, amen, uh, cover his eyes. He sees you. And that's a good thing. Amen. For some, that's a scary thing. But I'm telling you, to me, that's a good thing. I can't go anywhere. Nothing can happen. Amen. The enemy can't in any dark clouds or storms that my God can't see me right in the middle of them. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Don't tell me. It's just a piece of tissue. Don't tell me it's not a child. Don't tell me it's not alive. And don't tell me God didn't see me and know me and call me by name while I was in my mother's womb because my mama sat on the floor. She was too old to have me and she had lost a baby before me and she sat on the floor crying because she was afraid. And while I was just a little bitty, amen, what people would say, not alive. In my mother's womb, God spoke to her and said, He's a boy, call him Samuel, and he'll preach the gospel. In my mother's womb, he knew me and he formed me and he called me by name. And he did you too. But Satan seeks the precious life. And he desires to destroy and kill. And if he can do it before they're even born, he's out to do it. And millions are lost. But they're not lost. They're with God. Can I tell you today? He knows them, every one of them, by name. And he still knows what their purpose and plan. God knows you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Your workmanship is marvelous. Come on, everybody say, I'm I'm marvelous. I'm a work of art. I'm complex. (laughs) Come on, all the ladies in the house today say, I'm complex. (laughs) Do you know why? Because God made you that way. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God has given you talents and abilities. And he's placed within your life plans and purposes. uh, And they're plans for good and not evil. Jeremiah 29, 13. I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They're plans for good and not evil. To give you hope and an expected end. I'm telling you today, you are wonderful. Just the way God created you. You are who God created you to be. And you can do 
what God has created you to do. But there's an enemy out there that wants to destroy your life and to tell you you're not who God wanted you to be and made you to be and you can't accomplish what God's called you to be. You don't have enough. You don't have enough talent or ability. You don't, you, you, you came from the wrong family. You're the wrong gender. You're the wrong color. I'm going to tell you today, you are exactly who God made you to be and you can do everything God has called you to do. And He's going to go before you and help you and He's coming behind you to push you to your destiny and he is surrounding you to protect you you are fearfully and wonderfully made whoo somebody just say it one more time I'm all right don't let the devil tell you you're not because you're all right there's a God who loves you and is pursuing to know you You saw me before I was born. This is our starting scripture. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. What's God think about me? The devil will tell you, God's mad at you. You failed, you sinned, we all do. You're, You're not perfect, none of us are. You can't, you, 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 you can't do this, you can't, you don't have this, you don't have, and he'll tell you all these things, and he'll tell you, God, God don't love you, God's not thinking about you, God, and when he does, he's just out to get you, and he's mad at you. Can I tell you the truth today? Would anybody like to know the truth about what God thinks about you? Here it is. How precious are your thoughts about me Oh, God. Every, no, 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 no. Let me get back to that. I was going to jump to the wrong line. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh, God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you're still with me. Come on, can I tell you today, God's thoughts towards you are numerous. They're more than the sands on the beaches. And you cannot even imagine and fathom what God is thinking about you. His thoughts about you are precious. His thoughts about you are good. His thoughts about you are whole. His thoughts about you are healing. His thoughts about you are perfect. And God's thoughts can become your thoughts. He said, let this same mind that was in Christ be in you. As you begin to seek to know God. As you begin to know Him in relationship. Amen. Not only did He say those things in the beginning and in the Word. But He'll say them to you personally. He'll speak to you and say, you are my child. I love you. Yes, I sent my son to die on the cross for you. Yes, my son Jesus loves you. That He died for you. He rose again and He's coming back to get you. Because He loves you. I think about you every day. I think about you every moment of every day. Because I love you. And what I think about is how precious you are to me. And how perfect you are. And I look at you at my creation. And I'm so proud of you. We look at our children. We, we, we look at, I don't have any grandchildren yet, but I'm praying. But I know 
by watching other people. The grandbabies are precious. And you look at them and you think they're perfect. And they can do no wrong even though they do. And you think they're just the cutest things in the world even when they're not. Oh, they're all cute, I know. But God's looking at you as a loving heavenly father that created you and fashioned you. And he doesn't make junk. And he's so proud of you. And his thoughts towards you are good. And his thoughts towards you are perfect and pure. And he goes, oh, my child, if you could just know what I think about you. If you would just listen to my voice and hear what I'm saying about you. You wouldn't listen to the world. You wouldn't listen to the devil that tells you you can't add up, that you're not enough, that you don't measure up, that you're a failure, that you can't do it. Because God says, I'm saying today, you can do it. I got you. You're the apple of my eye. Oh, his thoughts are to us, or they can't be numbered. I can't count them. When I wake up, there you are. You're right there with me. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. You ever said that? You ever thought about that? Get out of my life, you murderers. I mean, sometimes we just want to say, well, this, this, all these, this, this, this trouble and problems and people, just, 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 they're just enemies of God. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Should I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred of your enemies. Your, for your enemies are my enemies. I want to spend just a moment. What does God hate? We need to love what God loves and hate what God hates. What does God hate? God hates sin. God hates evil. What does God not hate? People. He loves people. Because they're created by them, even though they're not doing what they need to do. Even when they're running far from him, he's still got his eye on them, and he's still watching them, and he still loves them, but he hates the evil that they're doing. He hates evil, whether it's in them or me. He doesn't like a lying tongue. He doesn't like cheating and stealing. He doesn't like killing. He doesn't like the, those things break his heart, but he loves you. He loves people. But he hates sin. And the devil hates you. Because you're so precious to God. So he brings sin to deceive, to destroy. Because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But he makes it look fun. And he makes people think they're having a good time and they're enjoying. When he's really just bringing them into captivity and pulling them away from God. You see, the enemy, he hates you. You say, why does the devil hate me so bad? Because Jesus loves you so much. Because you are his creation. You are his handiwork. It was you that he came to die for. You are so precious that God sent his only son to die on the cross for you. And that makes the devil angry. He lost his place. 
And now to get back at God, he wants to take his most prized possession. And that's us. David goes on to say, and I want to close with this today. This is where I want us in just a moment to come into this altar. David said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Now, what did it say about God? It said, he knows our heart. It said, he knows what we say before we even say it. He knows what we think. He knows, he knows all about us. But do you know who doesn't know? Me. <laughs> God knows my heart, but I don't even know it. What evil is in me? What, 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 what sin? What, what brokenness? What pain? What, what is in me that's causing all of this? And so now I come into your presence and I say, Lord, I realize how much you love me and you created me and you fearfully wrought me in my mother's womb and you have so much potential for me. But Lord, what is it in me that's keeping me? From my full potential. What is it in me. That is drawing me away from God. And to the things of the world. What is it in me. That's causing me not to act like I should act. And talk like I should talk. And live like I should live. Search me oh God. Know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me. That offends you. Are you willing to pray that today? Are you willing to come into God's presence? A God that knows everything about you. He knows things that you don't even know yourself. And you ask Him, Lord, point out anything in me that offends you. What did we say? What defends God? Sin. Unforgiveness. Evil. Lord, point out anything that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Oh, don't you want to walk down that road? Don't you want to be on the road of salvation? Don't you want to be on the road to heaven? Don't you want to know God as, as Lord and Savior, as healer, as deliverer? Don't you just want to know Him as Father? I want to get on that path. I want to get on the path of everlasting life. There's only two. There's the narrow path that leads to life everlasting. And then there's the broad road that leads to destruction. And many there are that are on that road. You can just do what you want to on that road. Everybody says, nobody can tell me what to do. I want to do what I want to do. I'm not going to believe that. That's old. That's, a, yeah, that's old, all these rules and regulations. And I, I just want to do my own thing. That path of everlasting life, you can only walk it when you allow him to point out things that are not pleasing to him. And you say, Lord, forgive me. He wants to walk hand in hand with you today. Today I'm telling you God is pursuing you. God's after you. But he's not after you like a lot of people think. He's after me to punish me. He's after me to get me. He's after me. No, 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 no. He's after you because he loves you. 
He's after you to restore you. He's after you to heal you. He's after you to save you. He's after you to bless you. He's after you to prosper you. He's after you to restore all that the enemy has stolen from you. He's after you. We're going to come into the altar. If you, Talita, if you would.